0: Hi, Rogie. and your dad with another episode of the Rogue Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Rogue's dad, George. This episode is about your first ballet recital and your first real gnarly injury that I've seen. It's about a couple other things, stories and stuff, but those are the two main things. So, let's get going. The Rogue Dad Podcast. Hello, Everybody, or nobody. <laughs> this is another episode of the Rogue Dad Podcast. And if this is your first time listening, this is where I talk to my daughter Rogue. I am her dad, hence the name of the Rogue Dad Podcast. And today I'm going to talk to you, Rogie, about your first ballet recital. I just want to start off by saying that I'm very proud of you. You had to wake up early to go do these practices, it was at nine in the morning, and which meant we had to get up at like eight. And for a five-year-old kid, that's early, man. To be honest, for a lot of people, that's early. So I'm proud of you for sticking to it. You saw it through to the end, you didn't quit, and I appreciate that. I appreciate the effort you put into this and just going. So I'm proud of you and you did a good job. There's another thing that I don't, know if you remember you probably won't but that's another reason for this podcast is i want to tell you stories so that you can always come back to them and listen to them and hear some of my stories too and one of the stories i want you to know is during the goodbye and the end of the recital all the kids came out and they did their bows and their thank yous and their waves and then all the teachers showed up and they made a line along the front of the stage and they all took their bows and the kids brought out flowers and everything and you were in the group behind them all the kids started walking off the stage you went forward instead of exit stage right or whatever you try to walk i i mean if this teacher would, wouldn't have stopped you you would have walked off the front of the stage and just like when we asked you what you were doing afterwards you said i if I remember correctly, you said I was looking for mommy and daddy. So you would have just walked off the end of that stage out into the audience until you found us, which was hilarious. But it got a great response from the audience and it was a big laugh. And, you know, it was just another one of those cute Rogie moments. I think you were crying a little bit. Like you probably, it, it is, it, I can see how it can be a little overwhelming up there, man. You know, you were without us for a long time, two hours. You know, this recital was. We didn't get to see you during the intermission, so it wasn't like it was an hour. And then you saw us, and then an hour. Like you, this might have been even the longest. You know, well, that's not true. You go to the gym for a couple hours, but yeah, it was just it was a long time. I, I bet you wanted to get out of there. You had you were only in one dance, and then a dance at the end as well. You know, a lot of these kids were in all the dances. Uh, which was just, man, I don't see how they were doing it. Especially someone more chubby. were chubby. I, I, I was surprised, to be honest, that they were out there the whole time. <laughs> and that was another weird thing. I remember when I was a kid, man, the kids who took dance were like super ripped. They were all buff little kids. And there was a lot of little chubby kids there at this one, which, you know, cool, right on. I, I, I hear you. I just... I don't see how you can do dance and be chubby. That seems like counterintuitive. But anyway, uh, another thing that happened during this recital is that after one of the dances, the hip hop teacher came out and gave a little speech about how to, or what they were going to be doing and in the future and how they teach the kids and all uh, thank yous and all that. And what was coming in the future. And, he also had a trivia question. And the question was, who did the guitar solo for a certain Janet Jackson song? I, I don't remember this song. So he said, you can use your phones. So I jump on chat GPT and ask the question he asked, get my answer. And he's, you know, no one's really saying anything. And so he says, come on up here, whoever gets it, come on up here. So I start walking through the row, you know, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. To get to the edge and i'm about we're about halfway up the aisle in the crowd in the audience and a little over half between the first row and the last row and i get to the end of the aisle and i notice there's another lady who is coming out to the aisle to go up to the stage to tell her answer also so I start booking it faster. Now, I don't know if I've told anybody this since I've told the story, but the slant on the aisle going towards the stage was pretty steep. So I built up quite a bit of speed on my way to the stage. Uh, and my original plan was I was just going to box jump up onto the stage. I figured I could do it. But the closer I got it. It was just too high. I would I would have racked my shins on it or ate shit. There would have been no way I would have made that going at that speed. Uh, so I just last minute, I just dive head first like Superman and slide on my belly onto the stage and then pop up, and everyone just loses it, man. The the guy, the teacher, he just starts busting up. Everyone's clapping, like it was a pretty funny thing. And I kind of just didn't know what else to do, man. So, but the funny thing is, so he has this shirt, and you, you know, you might still have it by the time you listen to this. You might not. I don't know, but he has a shirt that he's going to give away for this trivia answer. And I ended up getting my answer was wrong. He said it was like. Somebody from the band America or something, I don't know how I was wrong, chat GPT, but it was pretty funny. And it's one of those stories that you might hear later on. And I just wanted you to hear what happened and, you know, from the horse's mouth and it was part of your ball- first ballet recital. I'm proud of you, sweetie. And, you know, good job. So second topic I want to tell you about is you cut your hand. So I'll just set the scene. We were at the shop, and you had asked me, hey, can I go get some ice cream from the RV? I was like, yeah, sure. So you go to the RV, and I can see you through the windshield through the, of the RV because I'm sitting in the shop putting labels on Body Buds, and I see you keep bending down on the ground. I'm like, what is she doing? I don't, I don't get what, what's going on in there. Well, you, I start walking over towards you, And you come out and you have a bowl with your ice cream container and the ice cream scoop in one hand and then your other hand is just dripping with blood. Your whole hand is covered, it's going down your arm, it's on your shirt, it's on your legs, it's on your sandals, like it's everywhere. I freak out, I start running towards you i'm like rogue what happened what happened you're like i'm sorry dad i'm sorry i said it's okay it's okay just tell me what happened and i rush into the RV, like carry you into the rv to wash your hand and i as soon as i get it in the rv i look and there is blood everywhere it is on the cabinets it's on the freezer it's on the drawers it's on the sink it's on the floor it's everywhere rogue i couldn't believe how much blood is it in. i instantly freak out even more and start putting your hand on the water because i'm thinking to myself there's so much blood in this rv and on your hand you had to cut off the tip of your finger but i'm or stab yourself super good or something and i'm looking i can't find this huge wound that i'm expecting to see and i finally see the cut and it's just a little bit on the tip of your finger like I can't believe this little cut I mean it was a good cut but for the amount of blood that I saw I'm talking I could see exactly where you went because there was a trail of blood there was a handprint or two on the cupboard where you had to get your bowl there was a handprint on the freezer where you had to get your ice cream there was a f- handprint on the drawer where you had to get your ice cream scoop there was blood all over the floor i'm talking big droplets dark droplets finally you tell me i reached in the drawer for the ice cream scoop and my thumb hit the knife and you cut your your finger so it was a total accident and it wasn't anything you know that anybody else wouldn't do you know it was just one of those things right and you know, i just got bit But the fact that you were bleeding so bad and kept getting your bowl and kept getting the ice cream and your spoon and then trying to wipe it up. Like it must've been the first thing that happened because there was blood everywhere. It wasn't like you got your ice cream, got the bowl and then cut your hand. You got the ice cream scoop first and it just, did not deter you from getting all your stuff i couldn't believe the amount of blood that was on everywhere did not make you go oh i gotta go get my dad right now you just kept going along man i don't know if that's a good thing or let's hopefully we can turn it into a good thing and not a bad thing you know because i i'm there was so much blood i'm just like surprised He didn't faint, man. I mean, I know that sounds dramatic. I don't know how much blood it takes someone to lose to faint, but my goodness, man, it was everywhere. And when I was wiping it up, I was like, Rogue, there's so much blood, sweetie. Why didn't you come get me immediately? You just said, yeah, it was coming out fast. (laughs) So I'm proud of you for just being a tough fucking kid, man. You're a little savage. But uh, so it got me thinking of, the time I severed my tendon on my pinky. And there's a couple stories in the story. And I started thinking about these things and I just thought by the time you get old enough to appreciate them or really grasp them, I don't know if I'm not going to be senile or forget some of the parts of the story. Some of these things that I tell you have been so old that, I don't know if I'm telling the story of the experience or if I'm saying off memory from the last time I told the story. You know, the older we get, the harder it is to keep these memories. And it's almost like me telling you these stories is kind of helping me keep them fresh. So I go and see Ninja Turtles. Your cut reminded me of one of these stories, and I'm going to tell it to you now. And it's kind of a long-winded story, but I think it'll be all right. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comes out. And I was a huge fan, massive fan. Leonardo was my guy. I love the swords. And my, me and my buddy, Chris Carrillo, went to the Buena Park Mall to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, just to put things in perspective, I actually had the first issue of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book at one time. I I owned it. I I mean, funny side thing, I also owned the first Transformers book. That one wasn't in as good condition. Someone just gave me that one because honestly, we didn't know what we had at the time. Man, if I had those now. So I was a huge fan. I used to draw them all the time. I, you know, got all the graphic novels and I'm not going to lie. I probably stole them from a bookstore or something. I don't know, maybe a library or something. Not, I didn't have money as a kid, but I had a huge collection <laughs> and try to draw the pages of the comic books. And I got pretty good at it. I like drawing Ninja Turtles taught me a lot of like drawing the swords and the, the shells and all the wraps around their hands and everything. And their big fingernails. Like it, It really taught me how to draw, trying to draw them. And the cool thing is, my buddy Chris was just, he was all about it too. So we go and see Ninja Turtles in the theater and we just are pumped. We're like, this is our shit, man. So he tells his mom he's going to spend the night at my house. And I tell my mom I'm going to spend the night at his house. And we just go out Ninja Turtling. Like, I don't know what other word. Like, we cut shirt sleeves to put bandanas with holes in them over our eyes Uh, you know we just I had a broom handle that I cut in half so I could have two swords like Leonardo Uh, my buddy Chris had size he actually had size though like the two little Raphael knives with the long points on the sides Uh, He actually had a a pair of those. I don't know where he got them from, but I think that's why he picked Raphael. I hope I have that right. I hope he wasn't nunchucks. I think Michelangelo was nunchucks, and then Donatello was the staff. Anyway, we go and see this movie, and we get it in our minds that we're going to go around being Ninja Turtles. And so, like I said, we tell each other's parents we're spending the night. We got an alibi. You know, we're – just gonna go run around at night and solve crimes, apparently, you know, look for Shredder. <laughs> well, we end up on the roof of the Buena Park Mall and we're just kind of ninjaing around up there, throwing. Oh, so on the roof, they must have been doing construction because they had, when you buy caulking for like seals. Uh, it's this glue stuff that comes out of a tube. The end of the tube has this like aluminum foil disc and they were scattered all over the roof. And those were our ninja stars. So we just were on the roof, just gathering all these things. And there's gotta be hundreds of them. They must've just redone the, the roof seals or something like the corners of the roof or the, you know, the vents or whatever, because they were just scattered all over the roof and we're just picking them up, throwing them down at cars, throwing them at the uh, cleaning truck that's cleaning the parking lot. And it gets pretty late and we're just running around, running around on the roof and we're on rooftops like Ninja Turtles. So we're jumping over things over air conditioners and all these things up and down ladders and running, running, Well, at one point, the roof changed, and my foot just, whole leg just goes through it. And it changed to this thin fiberglass wavy roof that was, like, just over a patio. And I literally had to, like, grab behind me, and Chris, I'm sliding down, and Chris grabs me. And my legs just getting chewed up from this fucking roof, just grabbing me. And it's all jagged. And he pulls me back. And, dude, he literally saved my life. We looked down there, and there was a bunch of lumber down there, just pallets of uh, binded up lumber. So just pointing straight up, like these, all these two-by-fours, all these stakes. There was like these square stakes with the point end up, a whole pallet of them, like right under where I would have fallen. He literally saved my life probably. I would have at the very least my legs and like I would have got stuck with something or man, it, it would have been bad. So we go back. I'm off the roof then, man. Like I'm scared. and I think we went to his house uh, after that because we were both pretty freaked out. So fast forward probably a couple of days. We're still in our turtle phase and I start making a sheath for my sword swords out of a lotion jar and don't ask me how but i found out that the diameter of the broomstick was perfect to slide into where the pump of a lotion bottle goes so i unscrewed the pump and it man it just slid in perfect i cut it so that it was a sheath and i was gonna put my belt through it like i made two little slits and i'm cutting the end of it off So I just keep that one part and I'm holding it in my hand on the table. So it's the table, my hand, and then the lotion bottle. And I'm coming down with the knife to cut the end of it off. And once I broke through the plastic, it just went right through that lotion bottle, right into my pinky and a little bit into my other finger. I don't know what it's called. Oh, ring finger. And... I knew it was bad. I knew I had just done some serious damage. I closed my hand real quick. Uncle Eric was there. My brother was there. And it was just us. We're in the house alone. I would have never done some shit like this if uh, my mom or Pete were there. And so I'm like 12 or 13. I close my hand. And then I'm like squeezing it tight with my other hand. I got, got fist. And then my hand over my fist and it's on my left hand pinky. It's not really bleeding yet, but your Uncle Eric, like I called him in there and I told him like he turned on the water and he looked. And when I opened my hand, blood started squirting out every time my heart would pump. Every time my heart beat, blood squirt. Now I'm at the kitchen window, I'm at the sink, and there's a window right above the kitchen sink. And it hit that. So I'm standing on the other end of the sink and it's just tsh, 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 hitting the window and I'm out. I pass out. There's no, I just, n- no ifs, ands, or buts. I'm just out. And I wake up and my hand is wrapped in a towel and it's just blood soaked so, so much. But my hand is up in the window. They, your uncle Eric went over to the neighbors and got the babysitter who used to watch us every now and then. And she closed my hand in the window, like rolled the window up to keep my hand up in it. And did she, that was probably the smartest thing she could have ever fucking done. Put my hand above my head and like put pressure on it with the window that that was so smart, man. Cause I was passed out and I woke up in the car and then I think I passed out again because I don't ever remember getting to the hospital but I remember waking up in the hospital P and my mom were there and man it was gnarly there was just it was so painful man because they put as crazy as it sounds in my one little pinky I got 27 stitches I have like a, a Z a backward Z on my pinky and I ended up taking the stitches out myself. Uh, they had this like contraption where I had two pieces of thread going through the tip of my pinky down to my forearm attached to rubber band so I could exercise my tendon, uh, two or three times a day, but it got pretty gnarly, man. Like I couldn't move it. I still can't, uh, close it all the way, but man, it it was a, it was a trip having that happen. Uh, And I totally thought about it when you cut yourself. Like, I wonder if you're going to remember that when you get older and like, I do mine. Like, are you going to remember mopping up your blood off the ground or, you know, I just got to get this ice cream, but either way, I'm proud of the way you handled it. And I hope that it kind of, prepares you next time you cut yourself. Like you've you bled a a crazy amount. Like now you've done it. You've bled. I cause I you have scraped knees or anything. I don't think you've cut yourself. I think that's the first time. I hope that it calms you or at least makes you realize that shit, I've been here before, which you know, that's all we kind of want is for our past experiences to help us with future experiences. I'm proud of you with your ballet, and I love you, Rogie, and stay rogue.